did you um have that crazy windstorm? What was it last week or whatever? Yeah, the blizzard. Oh, blizzard for ten minutes. Okay, so it was the week before that because I didn't tell you, but the wind was so bad that my we have a bunch of uh, blocks, bricks, and um, stuff that kept my pool cover on, and they uh-huh. fell into the pool. Ugh. Then I come to find out, we take all of it in. I literally get in the pool, uh-huh. and I'm pulling them out, and then I. It come, I come to this conclusion, there's no water in my pool. Uh-oh. Call the pool place. I buy waders. I get in. I find no holes, no issues. I start filling it. It's holding water. Where did all my water go? Where'd your water go? Yeah, I don't know. They're coming out in April to stretch okay. the, the thing and take a look for leaks, but I, I can't wait to just sink more money into this pool. I'll tell you that I rate this mystery a four out of ten for not having a good ending well thank you for listening anyway yeah pool maintenance is a real hell a never-ending hell but you want to do the intro or should i uh you i let's get let's get you give it a shot welcome to episode three of 90 schmaltz where we eat lunch, then head out onto the asphalt playground for our afternoon school break. You can find us wherever we decide to upload. Great. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I made some corned beef and cabbage tonight. Did you really? I mean, I didn't corn the beef. We just bought the corned beef and heated it up, you know. Oh, okay. You know how it is. I was like, man, you really have some free time with no job. Yeah, well, hey, good news. As in that intro, today we're talking about Recess, if you didn't figure it out. Uh, Recess is a television series that ran from 1997 to 2001 with uh, its first episode, The Break-In, airing on August 31st, 1997 with a sneak preview. Recess is an animated television series more or less portraying the lives of six fourth graders as they go about their daily lives on the asphalt parking lot. A major satirical point of the show is that this community of students is a microchasm of traditional human society complete with its own government, class system, and set of unwritten rules, laws. Uh, They are ruled by a monarch, a sixth grader named King Bob, who has various enforcers to make sure his decrees are carried out. The society has a long list of rigid values and social norms that imposes a high expectation of conformity upon all the students. And this is pulled from the Wikipedia article that... um, Great. Most reliable source. Pulls from uh, David Perlmutter's uh, American Tunes in History. All right. Uh, From the TV Guide, we have Disney's Recess, uh, appearing ABC Saturdays at approximately 9.20 a.m., um, it's a strange... It is a strange time slot. Time slot. But they're all, what, like 11, 12 minutes long? I guess so, yeah. Uh, the rest of it reads, For one enterprising group of fourth grade kids, the playground is their oyster, except when those domineering sixth graders are around. And then it references Dabney Coleman, who doesn't even appear in every episode. I'm not such a bad guy. Uh, who supplies the voice of the principal in this cartoon, because that's the draw to get the kids to watch. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta sell it. And it's important to sell it with stars from the 50s? Yeah. 60s? <laughs> and normally, right, we would read the VHS, but there's no VHS specifically for the episodes. And since we're not doing the movies, um, only the movies were released on VHS. The series did later release on DVD, um, but we never got the classic Disney clamshell. Very sad. You hate to see it. Uh, I think we talked about this when we were looking this up. We take for granted that you can buy TV shows, you know, pretty soon after they air, because uh, that wasn't the way things went. No, it wasn't. I mean, at any time, and in the '90s especially. You also take for granted how easy it is to just like find something to download it, not even yeah. like buy it. When you can just give a yeah. shout out on YouTube, right? I could probably just search "recess" and find actual episodes somewhere on the internet without having a Disney Plus subscription. God bless all the weirdos who put VHS rips of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, it's great. We'll be finding Doing some series later work. just on YouTube, I'm sure. Or Daily Motion. Oh, yeah. I think I was watching Extreme Dinosaurs that way. <laughs> Which I think... Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get to later. <laughs> all right. So, 
Recess was produced by Disney Television Animation. And that's a studio that did all those Disney cartoon shows in the 90s. All of them? Pretty much all of them. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I mean, maybe not, but... I can think, too, from most of those uh, animations that... I mean, like we watched Exo Squad, where there were issues with the animation. You really can't think yeah. of any of these from the Disney studios that are the, anywhere close to the same as that. You mean poorly done? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look. I I did look up some DuckTales just to see how it looked, and it is pretty nice. Nice backgrounds and all that, but I'm sure we'll get to all that at some point, too. But the Disney Television Animation Studio uh, started up. It was Michael Eisner, who eventually became, I think, CEO of Disney during most of the 90s. Uh, we'll talk more about Michael Eisner in the future, I'm sure. He'll come up pretty often. And it was created to as a gamble on higher quality animation shows uh, because typically animation was seen as a thing that you did cheaply uh, because kids, either kids didn't care or that there would be no return because there was no money in it to be gotten back or it was an advertisement pretending to be a TV show. And their first major show was the gummy Bears show because Michael Eisner's kids liked the gummy bear candy. I looked that one up the other day, actually when we were talking about, you know, quality, just the intro to that is nice and smooth. Yeah, I never particularly cared for it because uh, I had no idea what it was about. That was my like at any given sick time. day. You know, you stay home from grade school. Sick, yeah, uh, cartoon. You'd you'd watch it if it was on, but I never sought it out. And the reason that they used the gummy bears is because they were weren't allowed to use any actual established Disney characters, and that's why the next thing they made was Ducktales, which follows some side characters who had their own comic before this. Uh, which is Scrooge McDuck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And they were granted special dispensation to use Donald for a cameo for the first episode. That's wild. And I never even realized yeah. that. And after that, it did really well. And the floodgates pretty much opened up. And pretty much every Disney movie and cartoon saw a spinoff series or an extra movie or two. And as far as the company that did the anima- actual animation for Recess, there are at least five listed on the Wikipedia page. And some of those have sent were the same company that split and remerged at some point. Uh, and it just gets real muddy. There's no real way to talk in detail about who did what on this that I can tell. Okay. Um, I think it looks pretty good. It's, it does. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. some choppiness, but I think most of that is uh, upscaling for the internet. Yeah. I did not notice anything, but I did not look carefully. Uh, this was part of Disney's One Saturday Morning Block which was put together after Disney bought ABC in 1996. Yeah, I Disney had been doing a lot of TV. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I looked previously just to kind of see how this worked. And it, um, I guess this is brainchild of Geraldine uh, Laybourne, uh, who came over from Nickelodeon mm. after the merger um, and created this one Saturday morning, which I guess is how we ended up with Recess anyway, because we'll get to it, that she brought over the creators from uh, previously working with them. Ah, uh, and that explains maybe why they bought Doug for this. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So Disney bought ABC in 1996. They'd been in TV for, in various ways, mostly in production. Uh, I wasn't aware how much they were involved with shows like Boy Meets World and Home Depot. Or Home, Home Depot. Improvement. <laughs> uh, uh, but they were they're all over sitcoms in particular in the mid-90s. And... When they were given the opportunity, they bought a network, you know, one of the five major, four major networks. And this was their Saturday morning block. It premiered September 13th, 1997. It was supposed to be the sixth, but it got pushed back because of coverage of Princess Diana's funeral. Makes sense. Which I guess makes sense. And it makes sense that it would be the morning that would get pushed because the five of hour the time difference, difference yeah. back to Britain, right? Yeah. So. And the lineups, I thought it's pretty interesting. I think I'll just go down the whole Saturday morning lineup. Nine shows, uh, anything that's new, debuting for the first time outside of a sneak peek. Uh, but the pre-existing shows that they kept just because I guess they were mainstays of ABC's Saturday morning previously was Schoolhouse Rock and the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show. And they had the obligatory 90s science show with Science Court, which I've never heard of and know nothing about. Yeah, I don't remember that one at all. I remember watching Schoolhouse Rock at the beginning of this, but maybe then I ate breakfast and came back for the rest of the stuff. Who knows? I don't know what the uh, broadcast order on this was. 
I know we'll get the next three, Doug, Recess, and Pepper Ann. Those, these are their big three, uh, the shows that were supposed to be the anchors of this Saturday morning block. They were either established creators or just, and just whole new properties that they were hoping would catch on. And then to fill out the rest of it, we got 101 Dalmatians, the series. I didn't even know that was around. I think I remember that. A series called Jungle Cubs, which is essentially Jungle Book Babies, which lasted even less time than the Dalmatian series. And The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which I know I've watched Winnie the Pooh, but I couldn't tell you which one. Just like Scooby-Doo. The show with that many iterations, it's hard to tell which ones you've seen. I think at that point, it doesn't even matter, too, because like if somebody tells me they watch Scooby-Doo, I don't even think I care. Yeah. Or you watch you Winnie like the Pooh, and you're just assuming a movie, a TV, it's all the yeah. same. I only watch uh, Soviet Winnie the Poohs, which is the thing I found out about because I have a mobile Picross game that's developed by a Russian guy. And the only reason I'm able to find that out is because there was a puzzle and it said Winnie the Pooh as the answer. You, I did this puzzle of this horrifying brown bear and the title said Winnie the Pooh. And then I looked it up and apparently there is a Soviet Winnie the Pooh made with the permission of Walt Disney. Is he like yellow-ish or is he uh, no. like a big brown bear like we think for He's Soviet? He's a brown. I'll send you a picture of him. Okay. Uh, yeah, Soviet I'll have to see Winnie that. the Pooh. From 1969. Wow. That's this a fun actually fact. Something I need to, this is something I need to seek out. But so yeah, <laughs> so I did like eight puzzles of Winnie the Pooh characters before I went to find more information because something was obviously wrong. <laughs> There he is. The piglet's, I think piglet's cute. Soviet piglet. Oh, yeah, he kind of is. Not so much the bear. He's not uncute. Those backgrounds. Oof. He was pretty similar. It's 1967. What do you want? More. And, and it's the Soviet Union. So around this time, you know, we, we got those three spinoff movie or just Disney spinoff series. And they had several on other channels at the time. I know there was an Aladdin show. Uh, Little Mermaid. I think Beauty and the Beast is the only one. I think there was a Pocahontas show. There wasn't a Lion King show, as far as I know. No, there was Timon and Pumbaa. Right. So they were just putting everything they could into uh, TV series. That, uh, I think the Aladdin show, a couple of those, I think, appeared before one Saturday morning. Yeah, they did. They were on other shows, uh, or on other channels. And that was another thing Disney did. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, just by. TV was, was making all these cartoons that they didn't air. Quick glance, just pulling up Aladdin. Season one was the Disney Channel. Season two was syndication, and two and three also ran on CBS. So it makes yeah, I think sense. Yeah, they were on CBS. You know, back when shows were syndicated. When yeah, it's the the chaos of Saturday morning is easy to forget. Even when you knew vaguely what was going to be on, you'd see a show. It would be there one week and gone the next, and you'd never see it again. Yeah, Saturdays were a whirlwind. That's what made them so interesting. Yeah. Poor kids these days. Missing out yeah, on they, some a, of the greatest things in the morning on Saturdays. Like, uh, the next thing we should talk about, what else could you be watching? Yeah. What else could I be watching? Because you found that TV guide for this one, and I am really excited to hear about this. Yeah, this is, I f we found the TV guide, which was uh, really great. This is maybe my favorite of the two TV guides we've used so far. This is my favorite one. <laughs> uh and it's going to be tough to beat because it was the September 1997 fall premiere guide. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, so I paged just, through that I, when you told me about it. It's like 180 pages before you get to the listings. It's an incredible amount of information about shows that mostly have been completely forgotten. Oh, and those fantastic old advertisements. Yeah. Uh, some nice cigarette ads, uh, medication ads that you sh uh, wildly... I got nothing to say about that. Yeah, I wonder if some of those pharmaceuticals are even in use anymore. Yeah, I wanted to look that up. One of them's for <laughs> one of them was to quit smoking. I think that one I think we did talk about that one previously, and that actually yeah. is still technically in use, though its side effects yeah. take up like you two, want to be careful with it. two pages of the TV don't, guide. Don't just use it based on TV guides. Because right, that ad had was almost five pages long or something like that. Yeah. I think all the it was a double page, it had a second page behind it well because i think listing all the drug information i i think it was the advertisement and then like what was in it or whatever and then there was a side effect one yeah it, it, i mean i i guess it makes sense because right, information they show the commercials on tv nowadays and they still have to go through however many words that have to show up and they say like real quick side effects 
Although that's funny. I think there was one I remember way back when, and maybe they, you know, stamped out that loophole. But I remember there was a time where I don't recall what medicine is, so I'm just going to use Lipitor. But it was just uh, a guy, and it just he just came up on screen and said, ask your doctor about Lipitor. And that was all they said about it. So they didn't have to tell you the side effects because they didn't tell you what it did. Oh, I wonder if that is a ruling. So I just told you, ask your doctor about Lipitor. Interesting. Yeah, and the doctor would say, you know, you're not pregnant or something. Like, it's like, what, <laughs> what is it for? You have no idea. Just ask your doctor about random drugs. I guess we technically may have had Google here, you know, at this time of year. We At least we definitely had Yahoo at this juncture. Google was early 2000s, I believe. Mm. Oh, no, I'm wrong. 96. 90, uh, officially launched in 98. Okay. Which has become the most usable. The first version was 96. Yeah, my first mention of Google ever um, that I remember was in sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say when we started using it. I know I was going to magnet school, and my high school, for whatever reason, got an incredible tech grant. We're sure the roof was falling in, but we had wireless internet in 1999 and a mobile computer lab during that portion of high school i was still asking jeeves to find me things yeah that's fair yahoo answers so a ton of fun info in this tv guide uh i'm going to tell you about things that premiered that i do recall things that i don't recall 38 primetime premieres i recognized four of them what were they and that would be ally mcbeal uh over the top which i only know because you've mentioned it to me about wanting to watch it it's the a Tim Curry, Annie Potts sitcom. I am excited to cover this one. Uh, there's Dharma and Greg, which I never watched, but I at least know what it is. Uh, and then Teen Angel, I probably am one of the few standard bearers for this. I don't think it's good, but I love talking about it. We'll make sure it gets on the list. Yep. Uh, there's a cartoon called Extreme Dinosaurs. Which you mentioned previously, yeah. Yeah, which I mentioned previously, and after looking at it, and watching it a little bit, evidently it was actually, they were Street Sharks characters that got spun out into their own oh. series. Yeah. So I thought they were ripping off Street Sharks, but in fact they were, they in fact are Street Sharks. Huh. There's a show called Migo, where Bronson Pinchot is an alien who befriends a kid, and then You Wish, a show about a genie. Uh, so for whatever reason, uh, primetime Friday night comedy was all about magical men with Teen Angel, Migo, and You Wish. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly why that's the case. None of those shows did well, and in fact, I think we're heavily panned. Teen Angel wasn't good. It's always um, funny. They always try sort of the same thing across networks, right? Yeah, it's the Volcano Dante's Peak thing, right? Where you get the same movie in the same year for some reason. I always wonder uh, if those things are worked and... on separately, or, you know, like, um, people sort of talk, and that's how the ideas get come up and mesh together and it's like who can beat the other person first and they kind yeah. of get there at the same time there's probably there's probably stories behind that the other one i uh deeply recall is deep impact and armageddon the same summer uh continuing on the tv guide what else you could be watching uh there's a long long section on hollywood stores moving to tv uh and the way that was presented was funny because it it's unremarkable now Right, but back then you're like, can you believe Robert De Niro is producing a TV show and he's going to show up in it for a little bit? Yeah, because this was that time period where TV was still toxic, right? As a movie star, you wouldn't even want to come all that close to it. How times change. Yeah, very much so. I guess that would happen when you you have cable and then basic and then streaming and then another streaming and then another streaming. Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems Northern Indiana, which is the TV guide, location that i have tv guide from didn't have cartoon network at the time available or at least wasn't covering it at all so i have no idea what was on cartoon network which is too bad because that's probably what i would have been watching most of the time i'm working on finding some local tv guides which will hopefully help with that and if not uh you know we'll have to do some alternative research about cartoon network i guess yeah i guess so it might be time to hit some uh uh, yard sales in the spring maybe somebody will put some tv guides out Yeah. So TV Guide had this recess listed in a two-hour debut of brand spanking new Doug, Pepper Ann, and Recess. And uh, I think the easiest thing to do is just cover the Saturday morning lineups of the nearby channels. On CBS, we've got Beekman's World, one of those science shows. They also had Bill Nye. Uh, I remember there being 
Wait, CBS had Beekman and Bill Nye? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They were very similarly formatted. Yeah, they were both kind of goofy. Uh, what do you call it? It's, uh, it's strange editing, strange jokes, strange skits. Right? Yeah. But I remember there being a good bit of tribalism between Beekman's World and Bill Nye. Everyone kind of had the one they liked, and then they would insult the other one, like a Nintendo Sega thing. Were you a Bill Nye or Beekman guy? I liked them both. I think I liked them both, too. I think I was a big fan of them. Yeah, I'll take whatever one I can get. They also had the Weird Al show, uh, the New Adventures of Ghost Rider, and some game shows, one of which was interesting. It's called Click, and I pulled up some old episodes of it and thought, man, that host looked familiar. Uh, and it does, because it's uh, the guy whose name I'm forgetting. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. It. Yeah, it's Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, that's right. Click. Ha- it's, he was the it's host of Click. Dick, Dick Clark rocking New Year's Eve himself. I tried to watch an episode of that when we talked about it, and I could not get through that. Yeah, it's not very good. No. There was a lot of chatter in it, which is the worst part is when they, you know, they're, they're talking to the guy, and then he's like, why don't we dance a little bit? And then... And I think uh, the quality like, was the really bad on the episode I found, because I think the yeah. sound was just very difficult to get through. Yeah, they do it. So Fox, which was usually my go-to, generally, that's, I think Fox is, I mean... If I'm going to do tribalism about Saturday morning cartoons, it's Fox. Bobby's World. Yeah. Casper, which I don't care for. Uh, Space Goofs, which I don't recall, but is apparently a French cartoon. And I'd like to get back to that. Ultimate Goosebumps. I remember Ultimate I think Goosebumps. I, was, I think I was a little old for Goosebumps when it came by. Uh, I just never really got into it as much. I was more, more into Are You Afraid of the Dark earlier than that. Uh, we got Life with Louie. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Louis that's Anderson's right. cartoon. Louis Anderson. Yeah. Louis Anderson. Uh, X Men, of course. And then Erie, Indiana, which is close to my heart. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I can't believe it was still being programmed in 1997. Uh, but like we were talking about with the, the chaos of Saturday morning. I didn't. You know and, what? In my uh, mind. I never knew when to catch. Erie was not a Saturday cartoon. It was like a Friday night cartoon in my brain. So clearly I'm wrong. It was. I always caught it on Saturday mornings, but never at the same time, and I never saw all of them. Mm. It was. It was something that Fox kept putting into the lineup randomly. Well, that that was, was the nature of Fox it. for many many years. They, you know, yeah. we, it was always a different time slot, always a different show. They just could never commit. They were looking for that big player that they could never really find past, you know, what The Simpsons. Yeah, you could rely on X Men. You could. That was a good one. X Men and Spider Man were always always around. NBC as News and Martha Stewart. Blech. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Nickelodeon was showing Muppet Babies, Tiny Toons, Rugrats, Angry Beavers, Rocco's Modern Life, and Ren and Stimpy. That's probably That's where probably I spent That's probably what I would have turned on on most at, at this time yeah. in my life. I probably just had that running while I did other stuff. That or some Warner Brothers, but I know I'll get to that because you have that on yeah. the list. And next is WB with Batman, Superman... Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. I loved Pinky and the Brain. They may have had more, uh, but this looked like an independent situation, a station situation, like we talked about last time, yeah. where they could, uh, they would carry the WB feed when they weren't doing other things, and they really cared more about Notre Dame soccer, so they switched over to that at 10 a.m. Well, you gotta have soccer in the morning on Saturdays. Yeah, it's true. And then I also found one last interesting uh, thing that I enjoyed, which is it's TNN, the Nashville Network which we probably won't talk much about because it doesn't become important until it becomes Spike TV in the 2000s. Oh, uh, okay. But at this time, it's it's a kind of country music, kind of country boy station. And so they got fishing all day, but they do have World of Ducks Unlimited at 9.30. It sounds <laughs> just thrilling. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. World of Ducks. World of Ducks. Yeah. Well. I'm just going to take a quick look at the TV guide just to see if there's anything else that stuck out at me okay oh, i see briscoe county jr on there and I said, this isn't that thing i just started watching briscoe county jr and it's pretty good yeah you know what's funny i just read something about that uh that um campbell literally flipped himself by the collar in his yeah, audition i don't know oh uh, do, you must have seen it on reddit or something i think i did see it on reddit fact. yeah which is also yeah. funny because that guy i told you about who i talked about sliders he immediately brought up briscoe county yeah. It was basically sliders and Briscoe, and he was like all for that stuff. 
Well, that's great. I, I want to talk about Briscoe County because I'm I enjoy it so far. Delightful. Yeah, I, I I'm ready to jump back on that one. But that's for that's for a future episode. Jumping back into recess. Uh, recess was created by Paul Germain, who was a co-creator of Rugrats, and Joe Anselm in here, uh, who was a writer on the Rugrats, and he co-wrote the pilot for Hey Arnold with Craig Bartlett, which you know eventually we'll definitely get to Hey Arnold. Um, mm-hmm. The music was Dennis M. Hannigan. He also composed for Rugrats, Cat Dog, Beekman's World, and uh, Adventures in Wonderland TV. But I mean, that music intro for Recess is that like classic military march. Yeah, it's fun. It is a fun little thing. And I mean, overall, I think the music is a little not really nuanced, but like casual, other than the military march. It serves its purpose, but you're never going to. Yeah, that, it's 100%. Uh, you're never going to pull it up at a party for sure. Um, we went through the episodes and actually trying to decide like what we would watch, which we'll get to. But I found that IMDb, if you go to look, has a, quite a few episodes that are listed out of order. A uh, good example is they have the Great State Fair. My old man don't believe in otters. Um, and the AV Kid, which are showing in a later season, but they should be in a previous season. They have the date right, but for some reason, somebody put all this stuff out of order. So a lot of these I refer to the wiki instead of IMDb like I, we would normally do uh, to make yeah. sure that we have everything. Um, there were 127 stories over six seasons, though if you're to watch it on Disney Plus today, it's going to be over three seasons. They really consolidate everything down, but all the stories, basically, they show up with the same stories they originally released on. They just have Disney Plus has them out of order. So if anybody ever goes and starts looking for these, uh, all of the, the order for everything is a little wonky. Um, we have the main gang, uh, TJ, um, Gretchen, Mikey, Spinelli, Gus, and Vince. Um, we have TJ voiced by Ross Malinger for season one, uh, and he had small roles on uh, Kindergarten Cop, Who's the Boss, 90210, and uh, he was voice of a uh, off-character Spike on Homeward Bound. And then for the rest of the TV s- series, we had Andrew Lawrence of the Lawrence Brothers fame. Uh, he's the youngest, uh, in, you know, you can remember him appearing on Brotherly Love with his brothers. Uh, he was on uh, Tom with Tom Arnold and uh, the kids from Room 402. Those Lawrence brothers were a big deal. Yeah, during the 90s, they sure were. Disney really wanted them to be a big deal. I don't know if they were ever as big a deal as the networks wanted them to be. I don't know broadly of a big deal, but, you know, I can think of them in my household. Always remember seeing a couple of the Lawrence brothers on something somewhere, right? Um, Gretchen Grundler, voiced by Ashley Johnson, which, I mean, at this point is a pretty big name for voice acting. But back in the day... Um, she appeared as the baby Seaver in Growing Pains. Uh, she was on Phenom. She was also um, Jumanji, the TV series. And she appeared on Star Search in 1989 when she was five years old. Wow. Wow. But today, I mean, we know her as Ellie from The Last of Us or, you know, her ongoing roles uh, for Critical Role. Um, Mikey Bloomberg, voiced by Jason Davis. Uh, he had appeared on Roseanne, Seventh Heaven, Rush Hour. Um, and Beverly Hills Ninja, they were all small roles, but um, Jason yeah, he also... Was, he was the young Beverly Hills Ninja. I bet that movie holds up. He was the young Beverly Hills Ninja. I forget what he was on Rush Hour. On Seventh Heaven, he was just an off-character, and I think on Roseanne, he was like a vampire kid or something like that. Great. Um, he did, unfortunately, uh, pass away from an overdose in uh, 2020. Very sad. Um, Spinelli, or... Ashley Spinelli, since there's a whole episode on finding out that her first name's Ashley. Um, And we know, apparently, this is another portion that I had deleted, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, It's Pamela Adelon. Um, Yes. Kind of a big deal in in general voice acting and whatnot. That's Bobby Hill. It is Bobby Hill. (laughs) Uh, And I got some complaints about uh, IMDb in this regard, but we can can either go into that now or... Let me finish my few here. She was also appeared on The Facts of Life, uh, The Red Fox Show. Um, She was in a one shot um, on Star Trek The Next Generation. And I mean, as we said, um, she's appeared on a multitude of animated series during the period. Um, But what did IMDb throw you for? Uh, So, you know, IMDb has that 
what the thing they're known for and includes four uh like it what, what is ostensibly their top roles yes i noticed that imdb really doesn't want to show anything animated in there and like for uh what's the name was it pamela Adelon? Well, what do you Adelon. have on there? I have Better Things, Louie, Grease 2, and Vampire Hunter D, which is animated. Yeah, why doesn't, why doesn't it show King of the Hill? I know, right? Why it show the thing she wore an Emmy for and the <laughs> thing that it is like absolutely like you hear that voice and you're like, that's Bobby Hill. Yeah, it is kind of weird that that... Uh... Right. And then uh, the same thing for Ashley Johnson. The, the thing that she's known for is being a waitress in Avengers. Right? Uh, Ellie from Last of Us is there, but it's third. Uh, and that that girl has like 150 different credits. Yeah, it's a lot of Waitress credits. from Avengers cannot be there. Cannot be the thing, you know, that goes at the top. Uh, and then um, I have an unrelated complaint about IMDb though is that they sort shows by the year they ended now instead of the year they began. I did I not you know that. I did that. not notice that at all. Yeah. So if you're trying to find if someone was in King of the Hill, you might go back to 1998 or 1997, but instead you should be going to like. 2011 because mm. that's where it's going to be on uh imdb's list well that's good to know going forward i mean my main gripe i've already said is the fact that recess is listed with uh episodes all over the place literally on the yeah. listing and imdb is you know it is a uh, user-generated content it is so it's it is we could always not complain and you know actually make adjustments to some of these things but that just sounds like too much work yeah i'm not gonna do that so please continue <laughs> moving on Grus. Gus Griswold, this is Cortland Mead. I mean, we can think back. That's uh-huh from The Little Rascals. Um, that's a great movie. He also appeared on uh, a few episodes of The Young and the Restless, and he played Danny Torrance in The Shining television series, which is one of his known fors. I think it's actually the first trailer that pops up next to his name. That's how it goes. And then we have, well, lastly, from the gang, we have Vince LaSalle, uh, played by Ricky Deshone, Collins. Um, from his listing, it showed that his first appearance was as a Cub Scout on Home Improvement. Um, Interesting. He also appeared in three episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, and he was Briggs on The Little Giant. Briggs? Count it off. Interesting. And I mean, we already said the principal um, as um, Dabby Coleman, and then Miss Finster. Miss Muriel P. Finster, I want to also throw on that list as April Winchell, and she's, you know, Goof Troop, SWAT Cat. She's got a couple more things in there, but those are the big ones that I think of when I think of Recess. Love SWAT Cats. There's also, I had found in doing research, other than the 101 uh, interesting Recess facts, which has a forward on, it has a forward from the creators at the very beginning. But there is a fan-made oh, interesting. Recess short. Um, it's actually 107 Recess facts you should know, and that's uh, from uh, Frederator, uh, whatever the um, the channel for Frederator. Give them credit. Oh, yeah. I love, I mean, Frederator's great. Uh, but this fan-made Recess short, I want to pull it up and make sure I give credit where credit is due. It's saying, Aimer Films, Inc., uh, was made October. Well, it was posted October six, twenty nineteen. It's got two hundred ninety-seven thousand views, ten um, k likes, and I wish I could tell you how many dislikes, but YouTube doesn't do that anymore. And honestly, it's just a fun little short. It's twelve minutes. If you're a Recess fan, honestly, I recommend it. It's they're in high school. Uh, they play a little thing. They bring back the majority of the characters as just a little fun little blurb here and there. And it turns out at the end that King Bob is back and he's causing trouble. Spoilers, but really that's um, what happens at the end isn't the, the best thing in this little short. It's kind of the acting and um, they really pay, play a nice little homage to the, to the series. That's fun. I didn't watch it, but I recommend it. Uh, moving into our episodes that we're going to watch. Um, before we do that, uh, I just kind of explain how we pick our two episodes because we pick the highest rated and lowest rated. Um, in this one, we had a very low spread in our ratings. Recess is kind of just flat across the series itself, which honestly I think is completely true. Uh, most of these episodes, I, I will admit once I started watching the ones we picked, 
I started watching many, many more. Um, but we used episode ratings as we always do. Yeah. Episoderatings.com. And we picked the highest rated episode, which is Lawson and his crew. And which was tied the, with another. It was a tied with two another episode, but I think it's good for us to take. I think it better represents later, the series. Yeah. Yeah. And if the best episode is later, it's fun to take that because usually the worst episodes are the later in the run and the best episodes are earlier. So if there's a tie, we're going to try to go the opposite direction. And that other episode, in case anybody is wondering, is Gretchen and the Secret of Yo, which is also a good episode. Um, we use, as I said, the episode ratings, because if you go to IMDb, you're going to find different ratings. But some of those only have maybe 100 votes on them. Um, so for everything that we'll possibly try to go through, we're going to always use episode ratings unless there aren't enough ratings for it to pull information. There will certainly not be enough information for it to pull next week's show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lawson and his crew, that was an uh, an eight. And then the second episode that we'll review, which was the low end, was only a seven. And it's nobody doesn't like TJ. Um, All right. And then, well, I mean, I feel like we could probably just jump right into these episodes. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm going to give, I think this week, what I did was I did a little write up on them to kind of go over what happens in the episode. But I'll mm -hmm. also give the episode description from. Um, Disney Plus. Okay. So for uh, Lawson and his crew, this is season five, episode nine, uh, appeared January 6th, 2001. This is a part one and two, um, and it, it makes up story number 122, directed by Howie Perkins and written by Paul Germain and Phil Walsh. Um, King Bob hangs out medals to the gang as they have stopped the school from making the kids wear uniforms. Lawson gets jealous and starts up a crew to take over the gang's work. And then a long-winded description might read, Lawson has had enough of TJ and the gang always getting the glory. As such, he drops his friends Jacko and Chewie, who only want to practice dodgeball, and creates a new crew. In this new crew, Lawson, who is our TJ replacement, recruits Menlo, who is our new science -y organization guy, um, Randall's the new Gus, cursed, once known as the worst, voiced by uh, Mayim Bialik, uh, is our new Mikey. Swinger girl is, you know, probably even braver than Spinelli, uh, as she's not afraid of heights. And Greg Skeens um, is our Vince replacement, because he runs faster. Voiced by, can't remember now. Danny Cooksey. Yep, Bud Nick himself. Yeah, from Salute Your Shorts. And also, he, he's he gone on to be a pretty prolific voice actor as well. So, Well, because he, he was also on Hey Arnold. Yeah, and I think he did work on Invader Zim and such, too. He's all over the place. He really is. And, you know, he'll come up again. Um, our gang are bested at every turn by this new, resolute, sing, resolute single-minded crew. So, Lawson's crew takes over, uh, solving problems. They stop a war between the second and third graders. They perform a sweet prank involving a cactus. They save chocolate milk from being removed from the cafeteria. Ooh. They provide free cootie shots, free health care. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone gets real sad. TJ gets sad. Our whole gang gets sad. And they go and they have, a, they have their come to Jesus moment in their darkest hour. Were they only in it for the glory? What does Mikey think, Jeff? Well, of course, Mikey doesn't think they were only in it for the glory. Um, and he sets the gang straight. Uh, they are friends, obviously. And they are friends that just happen to be a group who can't help helping. So they wash away that feeling of sadness and self-doubt. Um, and they get they kind of just get to play as normal kids on the playground. Like for these, I think, honestly, it's like three or four minutes worth of kind of like them just hanging out and being kids, which is really a nice thing to see. Yeah. Um, the L crew finds out. Um, that this, you know, our gang are happy and they kind of aren't too thrilled about it. Then Corn Chip Girl shows up. They try to do one last job, but... It turns out they're not friends and they fall apart. Very quickly. Sniping at each other and running off on their own tangents. And it's up to our gang to solve the problem and everything returns to normal. It sure does. As we love 
at the end of a episodic TV show when everything returns to normal. <laughs> what did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought it was fun. It's good. Uh, you know, I'm not. I guess I should have said at the beginning. You know, this isn't a show I watched. I think I was a little, a little older. Uh, never really hit as much with me. And you're a big fan, so we got different. We're coming at this one from different angles. Yeah, I watched this one for a long time. I think I was still in high school, um, and I would, if this was on television, I definitely enjoyed it. But it's good. It's a fun, you know, you clearly know what's going on. I always appreciate uh, when childish things are treated as deadly serious. Uh, Tell me what you thought. This is a good one. And I think overall, this is a good one for anybody who may not have seen the series, because really, it's... um, it's got everything in the episode. We get to meet all whole ton of the characters. Uh, you're right. You know, the writing's good enough that you can kind of watch this as a standalone and have a general idea of what's happening. Um, and really, you just get to experience the playground in this episode. And it's a good one for figuring out what, what all the uh, characters' things are when they meet their doppelgangers. It uh, Yeah, it gives like a nice little introduction. I really like, like the way yeah. they do the introduction. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I like in this episode is the uh, fourth wall breaking um, in between the two parts where they change yes. the intro. <laughs> yeah, they have a uh, Lawson's crew recess. Which is he always says, fun in, a, he says, in Hold an animated. It, they rewind and they play it again. Yeah. But, I think he but says, I have him. an idea or something, yeah. and then hold it. But yeah, it's great. Just the way he does it, um, where he's just kind of... You don't get to see that all that often in an animated cartoon where they do for, fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the, uh, I don't know, is this always, is it always the case that the kindergartners are portrayed as uh, savages? Yes, I would definitely say, I mean, on Disney Plus, they have that little warning at the beginning now to tell yeah. you that some of this was not, you know, appropriate. Yeah, I forgot anymore. about that. We should mention that it does start with the, uh, you know, the different values uh, warning at the beginning. Uh, and that's, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of that would have been it. Uh, that's pretty tame, honestly. Yeah. It is tame. There, I think the only other thing that I can think of of note on some of these are a uh, few of the stereotypes uh, definitely come across as a little much. Yeah. Uh, and then the voice acting not always representative of the ethnicity of the character drawn on the screen. Yeah, that's that's what it was like. Yes. Yeah. I do have one other fun fact since we get to talk to Corn Chip Girl multiple Great. times. Um, this is voiced by Aria Noel, uh, who is the voice of Ducky in The Land Before Time and all of the things that happen after 4. So okay. 4 and so on, she's, which she's includes the, tr- the TV series. She's not the Not original, the tragic no. one. Not the tragic one. That's good. We talked about Cursed, The Worst, Skeens. Yeah, I think that's what I've got. I just like this episode. Yeah, it was fun. Uh... I don't have any particular notes for it, but we could consult my memory, my memory hole. Uh, I really like the Tattletale Kid in general. I know it's not, uh, this is in his only episode, but Randall. he looks like a sad, yeah, Randall's like a little sad baby Mosislak. He's got that terrible frown face. Like yeah, he's, he's just, um, he, I mean, he's in almost every episode, yeah. too. Uh, he's he looks like a goblin. Bad. I like him. It's good. Good character design. That's uh, voiced by Ryan O'Donoghue. Okay. Uh, he's been in uh, modern things, a couple kingdom, kingdom Hearts. Oh boy. Oh, he was in. He also voiced. Uh, oh nope, that's a video game. One hundred and one Dalmatians animated storybook. A lot no, of video games actually. It's, it's one of those guys from Kingdom Hearts that uh, I don't know. Or care about. Yeah, so we could probably just cut out. Who, uh... <laughs> no, that's fine. Let's keep it. <laughs> it's, it's that uh, I, I, I'm always game to complain about Kingdom Hearts 2. That's funny. Yeah, Kingdom it's Hearts it's, 3 it's and just Kingdom a little Hearts. Bit of, uh, I mean, no, they bring him back. So, yeah, it's, it's weird that they that's do. like all he's done since 2003 is just a couple Kingdom Hearts games. Yep. I guess if someone yeah, calls was... you up and says, hey, do you want to do something for some money? And you say, yeah, all right. Yeah, because it looks like he was most active for these uh, vo- for voice work, 95 through 2003. Yeah. If you're going nice to get on a train, get on one that keeps on rolling forever, I guess. Yeah, why not? Well, good for him. Uh, we can, we'll move on to Nobody Doesn't Like TJ then? Yeah. 
Nobody doesn't like TJ. This is season four, episode 28, first appearing February 6, 2000. And this is story number 95, uh, directed by Howie Perkins again. And the writers were Milton Chasm, Paul uh, Germain, and Phil Walsh. You want to give the start the synopsis? Sure. So this is a pretty simple one. I, I got the, you got here, TJ gets detention and Gordy is glad. When TJ gets back, he tries to win Gordy over. That's the, um, the Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yep. And essentially, uh, this is a pretty simple one to to go over. So I'll just do my longer recap, if that's all right. Sure. So TJ gets detention, and the gang is talking talking things over, and just generally talking about how great TJ is. And while they're talking to Gordy, it turns out Gordy doesn't like TJ, and they're shocked by this. <laughs> and then they are TJ is even more shocked to learn this. He is. And uh, he just can't get over it. And he just spends the rest of the episode trying real hard to make Gordy like him. And in the end, uh, maneuvers Gordy into getting detention. TJ gets detention as well. And they go on a wonderful detention adventure together. And at the end of it, TJ asks Gordy if he likes him now. And he says no. And that's the end of the episode. But why does he say no? For no reason. Yeah, it is no reason. Yeah. <laughs> It's just these. Just, I don't. I just don't like you. Uh, I thought this one was delightful. I I think I prefer this to the last episode, honestly. I like some of these, but I do have a few like weird parts to the the Gordy not liking TJ thing. Yeah, because it's like he's just so openly dislikes TJ, where he literally gets asked by all of TJ's best friends, what like what's happening here, and he's just like, I don't like your friend. Yeah. Get on my face. <laughs> I uh, even I, spells it out for math for Gretchen because she's the nerdy girl. Yeah, I, I Me, appreciate Gordy's TJ. Gordy's just in touch with his. He he knows his you know social limits, and he has enough friends. And he doesn't want any more. You know what? There's definitely nothing wrong with that. The only time I ever thought he was kind of a jerk was when TJ does the handball thing, and he's just like, "Yeah, I want to play handball." Yeah, pretty- takes the handball and is like, goes to plays with his other friends. Yeah. But you also have to stick to your gun. It's, a, it's about principle at that point. The third time someone comes over and demands that you be their friend. That's fair. Oh, you know what, though? The brownie one. That's the one that annoys me. Yeah. Because he knows he's allergic to nuts. You can plainly see nuts. Also, brownies often have nuts. So you would say, do these have nuts? Man, but that's some... I digress that, on that. That's some victim blaming. I think that's the only one that really bothers me out of the whole thing. I love the secret passage, the fact that they go on, and then we yeah. get even that little variation of the theme where it's, you know, another little military march. I like the uh, visit to the nerd classroom. Knarf. Yep. Uh, it's that's some 80s stereotype shit right there. Well, and th- that's that voice, uh, Mandark's voice actor, Eddie Deason. Yep, it's, it is. That man has an, an incredible voice. He, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it fits the role so perfectly, and they do a good job, I think, with it. You know, the whole talking backwards or whatever it is the thing yeah. they do. Um, and then we get comic books and D and D, which is even better for yeah. you know a bunch of nerds who stay inside during recess. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a good. I was, I was a little worried, you know, that the message would be if you try hard enough, anyone will like you. Uh, but it's important, you know, not. You can't be a people pleaser. Yeah, this it's one own, is good, especially when they prison. add the for no reason part. Yeah. Where like literally no matter what you do, there's just yeah. sometimes nobody's going to like there's you. No, and uh, I like that little dig at the end with Finster where she's like, just because I gave you detention. No, I think that's great. Yeah, he's, I, he's like, I guess, you know, not everyone can like me. And she's like, just because I gave you detention doesn't mean I don't like you. Uh, and, uh, lovable Finster. Yeah. Well, from watching these, what do you think? They yeah. change your mind, make you want to Watch some recess? I don't know if I'll watch a ton more, <laughs> but I liked what I saw. I would That's consider, uh, I guess at this point, a lot of these things, right? For me, the the metric I'm probably measuring it on is when my niece and nephew come downstairs and want to watch TV, and I play something I want to watch as opposed to something they want to watch. Would I play it? And then this is a definite yes. I'm going to Add it to, you know, some of the playlists, some of the watch lists, and I'd consider watching it again, but not on my own. 
That's fair. I and I think they would like this. They're of the perfect age group to kind of have some fun. They'll definitely start to relate to some of the uh, characters. Yeah, you right? might have to wait a little bit because I don't think Yeso even knows what recess is yet. Oh, that's They're fair. In preschool, you know, right? Kind of all recess. Do we want to do ratings or do we want to talk about toys first? Let's talk about toys. All right, talk about toys. Tell me about these toys. Uh, so there's not many toys. All we've no, got is McDonald's not. toys. <laughs> I had some. Yeah, I don't know if I had these. Uh, we got some Mattel plush dolls. There were two characters out of a line of five or six, and they were it was one Saturday morning branded, and it was to promote the release of these shows. So it was Doug Pepper Ann and uh, Recess got some. Are they? Plush are dolls. those the ones that had the plastic heads or the soft? I believe so. And if not, the then, if not, then they were the other one. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and then there's some Disney Park and Disney Store exclusive plushes. Uh, that makes sense. Probably just you one or probably two. get some of those today. But there's a pretty, it's pretty limited. So no VHS, no toys. Why even make a cartoon? I know, that's a hard what? one. And it was on for the 129, 127 episodes. Uh, yeah. What's, what's the point then? That's well, stories. And <laughs> syndication. Oh, and syndication, yeah. yes. Uh, and ratings. Yeah, what are you rating this one? I'd give this an 11 out of 15. Yeah, I'm going to do a 13 out of 15. All right. And then we have one more rating to do, and that is, is this nastier than Wolf Bronski? Belch. Belch. Uh, ain't nothing nastier than Wolf Bronski. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's definitely not. This is a... I'm not just going to, because it'd be easy to put everything I like as nastier than Wolf Bronski, but that's not the point of this. The point of the nastier than Wolf Bronski question is to celebrate the truly good and truly awful. That's what that is. Yeah, I think I agree with that. It's the worst of the best and the best of the worst. So, all right, that's recess. That's recess. What do you, uh, what do you think about, uh, our next episode? What are we doing there? Uh, so the next episode. Uh, is the very first uh, it's not the very first but it is the very first and only screen rendition of a beloved Marvel comic book character and we'll find out what that is yep. later and that's all I'll say about it well, alright the end the end All right. thanks for listening yeah uh, <laughs> go away what are you doing? It's over. Ahoy there, sailor. Can you do the otter dance? First you take your right flipper and you slap it on your pants. Next you take your left flipper and you catch a little fish. Then you take your little tail and you swish, swish, swish. Gelman, maybe you didn't hear me. It's time to do the otter dance. My old man don't believe in otters. Actually, Miss Finster, I wouldn't mind not dancing either. Nonsense, Griswold. Children love the otter dance. Now cheer up and dance. Ahoy there, sailor. Can you do the otter dance?